I, I want you to do something as, as you're uh, getting ready. We're going to be in Matthew this morning, Matthew 6, chapter 6. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If you have your smartphones, you can find your app on there. We have one on our, our uh, app page. Um, if you don't, version is a great app to have. But I want you to do something this morning. And I know we've already been encouraged during worship and singing, and um, it's great to play guitar and, and worship with you guys in that, in that aspect. But I want you to expect God to do something in your life today. Amen? Because here's the thing. If, if you come to church, and we're the church, by the way, and, and you don't have an expectation of God doing something in your life, then you're going to go out the doors and nothing's going to change. I, I want you to know that we hold the, the Word of God highly. I mean, we hold it above all things, because the Word of God is what's going to change our lives and change your life. And, and, and my heart is that I don't get in the way of what God wants to share. You know, my, my father-in-law, who's a pastor, he said one time, he said, you know, if you have 10 minutes of a message that God gave you, don't speak for an hour. Seriously, he said that, because 10 minutes was God, and then 40 minutes was you just rambling on. And I'm like, and he wasn't, you know, telling me that because he was trying to coach me in preaching or something, but, but that's true. So my heart this morning is that God's word will speak to your heart. And, and we're going to have some challenges at the end of this message. We're starting a new series today. I'm going to put the slide up here. And this new series God has been putting on my heart for a while. And it's the, the series name is called Be Done. Be Done. And I, I know when you, when you just think about that so often, there's so many things in our lives that we want to be done with. Right? But when, when you're a believer and you're following Christ or maybe you're in that place where you're investigating your faith or just checking this out, there's a part in our lives where thy will be done. And thy, by the way, it's kind of an old biblical word, but it, it simply translates your, your will. So thy will be done, not my will. But I believe that God wants to do something in your life today. Amen? You can't say amen, that's a so be it. So we're going to get in the word, we're going to start on this series, and this is just the beginning, so I'm kind of laying the foundation, and this is always the hardest part for me when we're doing a new series, because i got to lay a foundation. But I want you to know, at the end of the service, we're going to pray, and we're going to pray for salvation for people. So if you're here today, and you've never invited Christ and, into your heart and made him Lord of your life, we're going to pray specifically for you and with you that you would make that decision, that God would Put that on your heart and say, you know what? I'm ready to follow Jesus. I'm ready to make him Lord of my life. And then we're also going to pray for healing. God put it on my heart that we need to be praying specifically for some people in this place that are going through some stuff and they need healing. So we're going to spend some time with that. And, and I'm putting all of our, our prayer team on notice right now. Whether you're on the list or not, if you, if you know how to pray, you're on the prayer team. I mean, you can be a little kid and you can go up and say, Jesus heal and Jesus heals. We don't have to try to make it complicated, okay? And then the other thing is, I, I think that some people need healing in relationships. So I want us to be praying for some relationships. Some of you might have family that you are not talking with, and we want to join you in prayer on that. Amen? Amen. So let me just dive right in. Matthew 6. Matthew 6, Jesus talking with his disciples. If, if you have a, an older Bible like mine, the, the, the words that Jesus speaks in the New Testament are in red. So my Bible has a lot of red in there. Now, of course, I have highlights, but that's Jesus speaking. So a lot of Bibles you can get, and you want to see the actual words Jesus is speaking, they're highlighted in red. And the disciples are talking to Jesus, and they're talking about prayer. And, and Jesus goes in, and he begins to tell the disciples 
well, if you're going to pray, this is how you pray. And I think if there's a, a model to prayer, this is the one that most people have heard. Most people have prayed. E even if you've never been around church, you've at least heard this prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer for, for that reason. And I'm going to read it, but we're going to just key in this morning on thy will be done. Matthew 6, starting with verse 9. And Jesus has given a big list before this, which you, you can go back and read that later in your own time. Speaking to his disciples, he says, This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That means honor, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. See, my Bible has your. Your, your Bible might actually have thy. The old King James and King James Version, it would say, thy will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. My notes and my iPad actually have thy will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth or in earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have our, forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil and the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. And it goes on right here, and Jesus says, Thy kingdom come, and the power and the glory forever and ever is yours. If you want to turn to, to John 14, just laying the foundation here. John 14, verses 6 and 7. Disciples are again talking to Jesus, and Jesus is talking about the way to heaven, and, and they're trying to get the, the whole idea of heaven. And Jesus answers them, and, and he says, guys, listen to me. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Now, now, I want you to know in that time when he's speaking to the disciples, they're kind of looking at him like, what? I don't quite get it. And, and that's what I love about when you read this and you read it from the, the point of the disciples, they're still trying to figure it out, as sometimes we are. But I want to read this in another translation, which I, I really like. Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me, is to know my Father too. Now, I like that because that translation kind of gets a little bit. To know me is to know my Father. Because Jesus was the exact perfect representation of his Father here on earth. And from now on, you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him. Amen? Thy will be done. Say that. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Okay, you guys got it already. This is good. You know, when I was younger... And I know some of you think I'm really young still. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, but when I was younger, I wrestled and struggled at times with knowing God's will. Like knowing what God's will was for my life. I wanted more than anything to follow his plan, to figure out what it is that God wanted me to do and then do it. And you're like, well, Joe, you're a pastor. You've been a worship leader. You, you went to Bible college. Did you? Well, it, it, it took time in order to start the process. But what, I, what I'm saying is when I was younger, and you'd hear and see things. I'm like, God, what is your will? I want to know your will. And interestingly, that I'm older, I still at times, listen, I still at times wrestle with knowing and doing 
God's will in my life. Your will, God, not my will. And I've come to learn that this is not just something that you go through when you're a young person or you're a new believer or you're investigating your faith. This is something that every single person goes through. My God, what's your plan? I mean, cosmically, you're like, what's the plan, God? Individually, personally, like, God, what's the plan? I, I kind of want to know, right? I'm not, I'm not alone. I'm not just preaching to myself, right? But it's a lifelong discovery. As Tozer, and I'm, I'm reading a whole lot of Tozer. Me, me and Connor have been reading a lot of Tozer, and there, there's a book called Pursuit of God. But, but it's, it's a relationship. And sometimes we have to engage in that relationship, pursue God, in order to stay in the exact center of his will and to trust it in our lives. So my question this morning for us is, how can we know God's plan for our lives? To experience him every day. And, and when I say experience him, I'm talking about experience him with fresh power, fresh strength, fresh joy, encouragement, right? That we actually smile. Like, man, it's a beautiful day. I'm smiling. But I, I'm here in the church, in church, because you are the church. I'm in this building, and I still want to smile. I want to experience that. And this is what we're going to be looking at and discovering over the next few weeks and hopefully growing and maturing in this together. Are you ready for that? Because my heart for you, I just want you to know, when I'm praying for you, and I, I, I picture a lot of your faces, and if you're a new face, I'll, I'll get it in there, and God, God will, like, put it in there. I'm praying for you. Betsy and I pray for you. In fact, last night was one of the most restless nights I've had in a long time. I was up a lot praying. And I figured, wow, God, if I'm going through this much spiritual warfare right now, then you are up to something because I'm feeling it. And my heart for you is that you will experience God in a new way in this year, in a fresh way, and your life will be changed forever. But for starters, if, if knowing God is the plan for your life and you want to know God and you're saying today, you're like, man, I do. I want to know God more today than I did yesterday. I want to walk with him. I want to experience him more than I ever have. Maybe you've been going through life and going through the motions, but, man, you're ready to, like, man, I, what's this being ablaze for God all about? Let's get there. Let's figure that out. And the very first thing is we must learn to walk with God. You must learn to walk with God. You need to develop a relationship with him. And Christianity, by the way, is about relationship, not religion. Again, let's get that clear. It is about relationship with a living God, with Jesus who died for us, who rose from the grave and, and was seen by over 500 people. That's eyewitnesses. I mean, that's like, you, you, can do, you can get that information more than just the Bible. When you start studying, you're like, wow, these people are talking about this. And, you know, Josephus and all these different writers are talking about the fact that they saw Jesus die and then guys walking around. Christianity is not based on religion or the teaching of Jesus. Christianity is based on the event that Jesus rose from the grave. Amen. And so you and I must cultivate a relationship with God to seek to know him. Last week we talked about that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. To seek to know him and not just to know about him. To seek to know him and not just to know about him. And I find it interesting, and I'm kind of the nerdy guy, so sometimes I have to stay on task. But as I was studying that, I found out that 
when, when, the, when the Bible is translated into Greek, the Greeks used the word know, and the definition of know was to know intellectually. To know was something that they knew, you know, from, a study, from studying, from analyzing. They would know. So they were studying, and they would know, and they were like, oh, okay, I'm studying, I'm understanding. But Jesus was Hebrew, Jewish. So when he actually spoke these words, and he spoke them, his audience and his Jewish, Jewish audience understood that when he said the word know, it is different than the Greek version of knowing intellectually. The word know was actually personal. It was intimate. It was relationship. So when he says, I want you to know me, if you know me, you know the Father. Not just intellectually, but you know him personally. And any great relationship is built and made stronger through time. When, when I met Betsy, let me just tell you right now, I mean, I remember seeing her. We've talked about this so many times. I'm like, oh, I saw her at church. And I'm like, wow, who's that cute little Mexican girl? Right? I'm like, oh. And then I'm, I'm going to be real with you. And then she picks up a baby, and I'm like, oh, no, she has a kid. <laughs> it was her little brother. True story. But when I found out that's her little brother, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know. But here's the thing. When I met my wife, I didn't have to read books about her. I didn't have to do intellectual studies about Betsy. And I didn't have to spend hours and hours of research on Betsy. By the way, that's called stalking. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay? Don't, especially in our day and time. I Facebook stalked you. I mean, there's, there's, no, we didn't have that back then. All I knew was I wanted to spend time with her. I wanted to be with her. I wanted to spend time with her. And the same is true with God. To spend time with him. And by spending time with God, we cultivate relationship. And yeah, we have the Bible, which is God's living word where we can learn about him. But sometimes it's seeing Jesus in people that really makes the difference. But it's through relationship. And by spending time with God, we cultivate that. And we cultivate that through the word of God, through prayer, through listening, through friendship with other people. Talking to someone who maybe they're a little further along in their faith and you can ask questions. Everyone needs a friend like that, amen? You know, I have mentors in my life, and I have a few people that I mentor, but that's, that's something we need always. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Not part of it, all of it. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge God. God, I acknowledge you right now. May not have it all figured out, but I at least acknowledge you. That's what Worship is. We should come into this place to worship God. We should come into this place ready to say, God, I'm here to worship you. You know, and you see people raising their hands, and, and I, I know sometimes like, wow, why are they raising their hands? What's that all about? You know, raising our hands is an act of worship. It's just, you know, the Bible in, in Psalms talks about worshiping God, seeking to know him. And I, and I always think of that because when you have both hands up, that's an act of surrender. 
But the other thing I, I want to remind us as a, as a church, and it's okay to do this, when we have our hands up, we're kind of like a funnel. God, fill me up. Right? We come to worship him, but he's here to bless you in that moment. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So God's general will for all of us is relationship. God's plan for your life and my life begins with relationship. Amen? Jesus is really the very embodiment of God's desire to know us. And the only way for us to know him is through relationship. And all through scripture, God is reaching out to man, inviting him into relationship. From the very beginning, God walking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day in the garden. Man, that's a great picture, isn't it? In Exodus, he took Moses from the wanderings into the tent of meeting where he was fellowshipping. I was going to give you the big churchy word. It's called tabernacle. He's tabernacling. We'll go on that later. But it's, it's fellowship. It's connection with God. And throughout the Old Testament, he calls wayward people back into relationship, restored relationship with him. And in the New Testament, God came even closer through Jesus. And we just celebrated Christmas just last month. Jesus, who came as redeemer and friend. And I love, if you continue and you move forward, the gospel story ends in Revelation with a city where God and man will live forever in glorious fellowship together. In fact, all 66 of the books of the Bible call for a celebration of relationship. A divine relationship based on identity, not activity. Some of you didn't hear that. It's a divine relationship based on identity, not activity. Our relationship with God does not stem from a do, but a who. We don't act our way into relationship with God. He lovingly extends the offer of a relationship to us through Jesus. And I'll admit, I didn't always understand that. I admit, maybe like you, I once thought that my connection with, with God was based on my actions. By what I could do for God. Thy will versus my will. And we're going to talk more about this in the next few weeks. It's not our effort that unleashes heaven. It's only through Christ's death and resurrection and the Holy Spirit power. Amen? The Bible says that I might know him, the power of his resurrection. But I, but I think this is one of the biggest problems we have in knowing God's will. And, and here's the thing. You're never going to figure out God's will or purpose for your life until you allow God to change your life. Being must precede doing. And that always begins with relationship. And here's the thing. We've all made mistakes. But more than that, we have all deliberately chosen to ignore God's commands and fulfill our own desires. My will. This walking away from God, there's a word for that. Sin. And James says, anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. And, you know, our culture, it's amazing because our culture, like, looks down or scoffs on this idea of sin. We call it disobedience. No big deal. Because everyone makes mistakes. But, you know, in God's eyes, this is big stuff. 
Sin is a big deal. It's serious. It's so serious to a holy God that blood, death, and sacrifice were required to reverse the curse of sin. But thankfully, God stepped in. God himself stepped in with a necessary sacrifice offering grace-filled permanent remedy of our sin. Jesus Christ. Jesus lived the life that we couldn't live. A life completely without sin and paid the price for us. What did he do? He provided that blood, death, and sacrifice required by God. Amen? And that's how our sins can be forgiven. And our relationship with the Holy God secured. By placing our faith, by placing your faith in him. And, and here's the thing. We think this often, but Jesus didn't die for people in general. Just like, I'm just going to die for people in general. Yes, he died for the whole world. But you need to know he died for you. He died for me. That brings it right home. Our relationship with God as a son and daughter begins when we trust Jesus for salvation. And that is God's will for everyone. First Timothy 2. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there's one God, there's one God, and one mediator between God and mankind, Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Amen? God wants relationship with us. He wants relationship with you more and more and more every day. That, that grows, that matures, that, that gets more exciting every day. That's the heart of God. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth, just as it is fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. Forgive us our sins, the wrongs we have done, as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. And rescue us every time we face tribulation. Set us free from evil, from the evil one. For you are the king who rules with power glory forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Thy kingdom come.